Beagle. And this is Pants. And this is Beagle and Pants. I suppose so. <laughs> Episode four. Today is... Damn it. What's oh, you today? always get screwed up right at this point. Damn it. Today. Every time. you're. It's so funny. Today is June 24th, 2016. And hey, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You all right? Yes. I'm just wondering what time I have to go to work. Oh, okay. We'll keep this. Sh- okay. So that was episode four. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Becky. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> did I tell you I worked two 16-hour days in a row? Yes, night? you did. I told you I saw a monkey in a refrigerator. No. It was an avocado. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. What do you mean? What does it mean? How could it mean anything? You said you saw a monkey in a refrigerator and it was an avocado. What does that mean? I think I mistook an avocado for a monkey. <laughs> is what it means. I don't know how more clear I can be. So there wasn't a monkey in no, the refrigerator. Oh, I was hallucinating from tiredness. Yeah, because you'd work. 16 hours. Yeah. No, I would hallucinate too. Uh, do we have anything you want to talk about before we dive into the documentary? Any Anything going on? I thought you said you had a story that you wanted to say, tell on the podcast. When did I say that? You said I have an update oh. for the podcast. You said that two and a half minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I have decided that I'm bored with watching the Kardashians. You are? Yes. Really? Yep. I'm. What happened? I don't know. I'm just, I think, I think it's over for me. Is it this season? I, I still I still get a, a kick. At, I've enjoyed my time with it, but I'm just, it's not, it's run its course. Yeah. I haven't watched any more episodes. Yeah. And then I started feeling like there's more I could do with my life. So what do you do now? Do you like? I watch The Real Housewives <laughs> of New York City, which you don't watch. No. Oh, man. Should I start watching that one yeah. now? Instead. I bought that whole season <laughs> of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Well, that shocked me that you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I dove in. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just saw this uh, article about the most watched reality television shows by state. Oh, really? And I looked at it. I wanted to look at Washington because that's where we live. So the most watched reality show in Washington state is Project Runway. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> the most watched reality television show in Montana is Hoarders. Interesting. Wyoming is Naked and Afraid. Huh. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Florida is Shark Tank. It's making sense. <laughs> Oh, Arkansas's Duck Dynasty. See, that's, yeah. So Mississippi, Tennessee, and Arkansas are Duck Dynasty. Oh, oh, so Keeping Up with the Kardashians is the top one in California. Of course. And Arizona, but not in any of the others. Nevada is Pawn Stars. It happens in Nevada. 
Kentucky is 19 kids and counting. <laughs> wow. What's going on in Maine? Maine is America's next top model. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't sense. make any sense. No. You'd think they'd be watching like a... Deadliest Catch. Yes. No, that's not really... There's like a lobster, crab, fisherman one. Is there? Yeah. There is a new podcast I've started listening to that is horribly inappropriate. Why? It's called My Dad Wrote a Porno. <laughs> oh, no, Becky. Why are you? Why? It is hilarious. It is this guy and two of his friends. His six-year-old dad wrote an erotic novel. Like, basically a Fifty Shades of Grey kind of thing. And he is reading it chapter by chapter. Each episode is him reading a chapter of the erotic novel <laughs> and his friends basically laughing their asses off about oh, it. Oh, really? And it is so inappropriate yeah. for him to be reading this book when that his dad, his dad wrote. When did his dad write it? Like, last week. You know, no. like, last year. Oh, my gosh. That's... The, the book is called Belinda Blinked, and it is so bad that it's good. Like, it's such a It's funny that this guy, was book. this guy doing a podcast prior to this? I don't know who this guy is. I don't know. Where he came from? They sound very professional, and they must have been doing, doing something some before, but radio. they're in England, so I don't know. Oh, they have English accents? Oh, it's British. Fantastic. Yeah. Great humor. Uh, hilarious. Except that it's an erotic yeah, book, and so you do not want to listen to it if you can't handle that, because it I talks about I can't. all the body parts can't are it. talked about. Nope. Think erotic novel. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called, my dad wrote a porno, I highly recommend it. Mom and dad do not listen to it. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, my other... mom and dad by the way what what went wrong with Becky <laughs> I would never be listening to this really I am listening to garbage laughing so hard well, I get that it's probably very very funny it is I'm sure hilarious like one of my other favorite podcasts is oh yeah dude but y'all already know that by y'all I mean my friends and family and then <laughs> are you saying y'all or y'all 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 and by friends and family i mean the only people listening to this <laughs> and how are the four of you doing today? <laughs> and then the other one is strangers i think you should listen to strangers okay did you want to tell me what it is no it's hard to explain okay but I love it. I feel like it kind of speaks to my DNA. It's a woman. Speaks to my DNA. Yeah, like it. Your core. Yeah. Your spirit. My soul. Your soul. Um, she talks about relationships. She talks about just like little snippets and stories. And I don't even know how to explain it's it. It's just her by herself? Yeah. And she'll interview people and, you know, tell stories. I need to learn more about her. It sounds to me like she's had kind of a very interesting, fascinating life. But strangers, it's very good. Okay. Uh, so the documentary that we watched for this episode is The Man Who Skied Down Everest. I thought that it would be interesting for us to do a really old documentary. This one was released in 1975. Mm -hmm. So, So how did you... 
you said you chose this documentary because it was you wanted to watch an old documentary, but did you choose skiing because of me? No, I wanted to choose a documentary from your birth year. Oh, I, is that what you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. And thought, well, let's just watch the one that won the Academy Award that year. Oh, and that's so crazy that it's one about skiing. Because that's, you kind kind of of like skiing a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we watched The Man Who Skied Down Everest. It was released in 1975. It's directed by Bruce uh, Nisnik. Uh, I guess he's known mainly for his sound work. And for the time, I think that the sound on this uh, documentary was really very interesting. Um, yeah, it was actually nice. Very yeah, nice. The music and the flutes. Right. And, and also directed by Lawrence Schiller, who is he's a photojournalist, an author, a director, a producer for films and TV. So they have that's what their background is. And it won the Academy Award for Best Documentary in 1975. And the winner is The man who skied down Everest, F.R. Crowley, James Hager, and Dale Whitley. This is a, an American award for a Canadian film, but a Japanese adventurer who skied down a Nepalese mountain. <laughs> and uh, the mountain happened to be called Everest, is the highest mountain in the world. And uh, in the words of great late P.T. Barnum, the whole story is incredible but true. Thank you all very much. So it follows the Japanese ever skiing expedition in 1970, which had 800 people and 27 tons of equipment and supplies that they dragged up Everest. They did a ton of scientific experiments as well. Uh, but the, the documentary is really focused on Yuchiro Mura and his attempt to ski down Everest. And Yuchiro Mura is uh, was from Japan. Yeah, so he, yeah, his father was a um, pioneer in, of skiing in Japan's Hakoda Mountains. Oh, okay. His his dad did was the oldest to summit Kilimanjaro at 77, the oldest at age 99 to ski down, I'm going to mispronounce this, Glacier at Mont Blanc in France. Okay. Um, so it's definitely. So it's in the family. In the family. And then Yuchiro. Mm-hmm. He, um, before he did Everest, before he skied down Everest, he skied, climbed and skied down Mount Fuji in 1966. He was the first person to do that. And later that same year, he did the same thing on the highest peak in Australia. Um, he did Mount McKinley, which is the highest in America. He did a, I don't know if these are the highest mountains in Mexico and Chile, but he did a, a big, big mountain okay. in Mexico and Chile. Um, he did Everest, this one we're talking about in 1970. He also summited Everest at age 70 and 75 and at age 80 wow. um, on May 23rd, 2013, being the oldest person to have ever done that. Oldest person to have climbed Everest yeah. at the time. Wow. Yeah. And he has had four heart surgeries and has won an Academy Award. Yeah, I mean he's oh my a pretty interesting guy. So he's way into skiing. <laughs> Dude's way into skiing. What did you think about the documentary? Um it's so old. Yes, it is. It's probably the oldest documentary I've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe. 
and the narrate the narration is pretty dry. Yes. Um, the guy who narrates it is the same guy that uh, was the voice of Hal in 2001: A Space Odyssey. His name is Douglas Rain. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if I would have dared to think of this adventure if I had known how complex it would be. There are 27 tons of luggage. We will need 800 porters to carry it all. The ski team needs supporting mountaineers. There are scientific research teams, a film crew, photographers and pressmen. I think it, 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 it's just the time. Like, I just think that's how narration must have been done. It just seems like that's how narrates is very, like, Cold War. Like, I don't know. There's, like, so... It couldn't have been more 70s Star Trek-ish. And then having this guy from from 2001 Space Odyssey, having Hal narrating it, 1970s. Like, I feel like William Shatner could have been the narrator. Yes, Like, William totally. Shatner as Captain Kirk. Yes. Captain's log, star date 1513.1. Our position, orbiting planet M113. On board the Enterprise, Mr. Spock, temporarily in command. On the planet, the ruins of an ancient and long dead civilization. Okay, so very Star Trekky. So here's a sound clip. Why do you have these like pew 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 pew? pew, pew. It's, so, it's the it's the time, mm-hmm. um, and the entire documentary basically follows this guy, and Douglas Rain is reading excerpts of his journal along the trip. So it is all Douglas Rain narrating, all reading excerpts out of the journal, which is why we're kind of like it's a little what's the opposite of dynamic <laughs> it's not boring it's just drab yeah uh monotonous yeah <laughs> definitely like you might fall asleep mm-hmm. it's very soothing it is so soothing <laughs> the it's beautiful scenery though and all it is it really is so this is a couple of things that i wrote down that i thought were interesting they had to hike 185 miles in 22 days with 800 people and 27 tons of equipment that mm. was insane yeah and then after that they hiked three miles in 40 days mm-hmm. which is a really short <laughs> short distance mm-hmm. in a really long time i thought the images of the ice and the glacier were amazing mm-hmm. and just think 1975 how many people had really seen that right I think that's what would have been very exciting about watching this movie back then and then he ended up skiing down he skied 6600 feet and then he fell an additional 1320 feet yeah I don't know about you, where I was screaming. Like, so talk about going from oh, bah, 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 to, to ah, <laughs> like just screaming, do 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 do, like screaming, 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 screaming. Like I just completely lost because <laughs> he was falling. It was terrifying. I think video equipment today 
Oh. Would have caught that even better. Right. But in more detail. Right. Because they possibly. were far away. And yeah. so it was like watching an ant ski down a little slope and then to see it tumble. It was well, closer, I, it was than, closer that, than that. But he was tumbling and he went over that rock. Well, he was skidding first. Sideways. He basically skidding, snowplowed skidding, skidding, skidding. <laughs> for a while. Well, no, he was sideways. Mm-hmm. Becky. Sorry. He was sideways <laughs> skidding, 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 skidding. And I was just like waiting for the skis to go. Yeah. I was just, I just, I just saw, I was like the skis. And then it was interesting because I, I think both skis released, but they stayed with him. Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh man. So there goes skis, but they're still, they're still connected, like stuck to his body underneath his body or something. And then one just flies off. off. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, then he, flipped over a rock yes pretty hardcore yeah and then, and he was 250 feet from the crevasse yeah so there's a crevasse at the end that you do not want to reach <laughs> you don't want to get there because no. then you're dead yeah and he stopped 250. 250 feet away yeah how he stopped I don't know how he walked out so I was like so he's is he dead his legs weren't even broken right did they say he broke anything no he was, there were pictures of him just walking out. Yeah. I mean, he was exhausted. It doesn't seem, I mean, he must have been sore like you couldn't believe, but. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. Yes. Things got real exciting at yeah. that point. Uh, the other uh, sort of big thing that happened in, in this documentary is the, there was a big accident. Yeah. And there's something called the Kumbu Icefall. It's at about 18,000 feet. It's one of the most dangerous stages of the climb. Uh, The ice shifts and moves and melts and freezes. It can fall in. Large blocks of ice will will tumble down. And uh, on Wikipedia, I think I saw that there was one climber one time who was crushed by a 12-story solid block of ice. Like, this is crazy stuff. And also on Wikipedia, I saw... It said some people who have died in the ice fall and whose bodies have not been recovered have reportedly shown up at the base of the ice fall many years later as the ice continually migrates downward toward Everest base camp. So then their bodies just sort of get moved forward. So on this expedition, there was a cave-in and six Sherpas were killed. And it was the worst tragedy on the mountain since 1922 and this was in 1970 so it was a pretty big deal and I looked at some of the other accidents uh, and tragedies on Everest and there were uh, one two three a total of about five really bad ones this was one of them in 1922 George Mallory uh, when he was climbing there was an avalanche and seven Sherpas died and then George Mallory died two years later on Everest in 1970, then there was this one where six Sherpas died. 1974, five Sherpas and a climber were killed in an avalanche. In 1996, it was a really, really bad year. There were a total of 12 deaths. Eight people died in one storm. And then 2014, there was an avalanche on the Kumba Icefall, and 16 people were killed. So it's a very, very dangerous section of the climb. And I thought it was interesting in the documentary to watch them climb through Uh that that part and then it was very sad of course yeah with with the accident 
so uh i enjoyed it i wouldn't want to yeah. watch it again i think it's interesting is an interesting peek into the 1970s yes and very what much was so popular for documentaries mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. very different mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. this guy was amazing yes um crazy amazing if you feel like maybe you need Super to meditate amazing. or like need something on while you fall asleep, <laughs> it might be a good thing to put on in the background. Yes. <laughs> Very soothing. Yes, it is. Well, good recommendation, Becky. Yeah. I had no idea. Who knew? All right. Anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. Good. Go to work. Uh, Calgon, take me away. It's so. I love saying that. I do too. At work around people that are like twenty years younger than me, and they have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, some of the stuff you say that anyone in our decade, yeah, would our age group, I should say, would get right. It is so fun to say that stuff. Like you can say what? Okay, let's play this game. What can you say around people that are twenty years younger than you, and they just look at you, or or they don't look at you? They just there's just no response. You you can't right. Calgon, take me away. Um, the plane, the plane. <laughs> that's a perfect, it's a perfect, perfect one. Um, the love boat. Oh. Let's see, what else could you say? Julie McCoy. <laughs> the, what was she? Chris. Hey. Yeah. I, it happens all the time at work. And I, I just, I, I secretly just get such a kick out of it. They just have absolutely no idea what I'm referring to. Like little jingles of commercials, like plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. They are like baffled why that would come out of my mouth. What else is there? So there is a, a university or a college that every year that comes out with a list of people that are graduating this year from college this is what they do and 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 don't know oh. it's Beloit College and it's called the mindset list and so they just recently came out with the 2019 list Whoa. so people that will be these are people that were born in 1997 how crazy is that here's just a couple of things they have never licked a postage stamp seen that you've seen that um video of the kids trying to they give them a walkman yes so fantastic so cute and then they have another one where they just put like an old uh desktop computer from like the early 90s in front of them and they're like okay turn it on and they start like just touching the screen (laughs) they're like oh and they and they're like nope that just turns on the monitor you know (laughs) It is. It's awesome. Hilarious. Princess Diana has never been alive in their lifetime. What? That's weird. And Martha Teresa. Hmm. My family, we're going to be going to D.C. this uh-huh. summer. And we are trying to explain to our son, like, why is actually going to be a fun trip. <laughs> and we're like, we can go to the Smithsonian. Like, that does not sound like fun. <laughs> and Ben, my husband, goes... You can see Archie Bunker's chair. (laughs) Is that when your son, my nephew, perked up? Good one, Ben. 
Uh, he knew that he would have no idea what he was talking about. But oh, still. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I remember I went in eighth grade and I saw Archie Bunker's chair. I was excited. <laughs> there it is. There's the chair. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, thanks so much for listening. We have a email address, beagleandpants at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at beagleandpants. We have a website that I kind of need to do something with. It's beagleandpants.com. And actually, you and I need to talk about what our next documentary is going to be. We actually have two recommendations from two separate listeners. Get out of here. I'm not going to get out. And so if you guys have a recommendation for a documentary that we should watch, uh, let us know. Send us an email or tweet us. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I hope you keep all this in, Becky. You're having a hard time. (laughs) Somebody's having a hard time with her work.